This podcast is not meant to be professional advice of any kind. It's meant to be informative and entertaining. If you make any changes to your life, see the appropriate professional before you do so. Hello and welcome to SuperAge. My name is David Harry Stewart. I'm the founder of Aegist. At SuperAge, we help you live better and become the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want a super age? This week on Super Age, we're going to try something a little different. Um, It's going to be a solo episode with just me. And I'm going to talk to you about purpose and about how I found my current purpose and how previously in I had a long, you know, pretty successful career as a photographer and how I thought that was my purpose. But I got that a little wrong. And then there was a period between that and where I am now, which was, you know, in the metaphorical wilderness, uh, trying to figure out what to do and, and how to do it and, you know, what's my, what's my meaning out in the world? What's my impact? And I, I know not having that, it's pretty confusing. But once one has purpose, and this is, this is something that we've learned from all the research we've done at Aegist and really all the the people that we've spoken to over the years, is that once you have that purpose, everything else falls into line. It gets really simple, like what to read, what to eat, what kind of exercise to do. Uh, it all makes sense. Um, but it, if you don't have that, it, it's things are really baffling. Uh, you know, on that topic, last week in the newsletter, on the cover we had Mimi Fisher, who I worked with for long time, a couple of decades um, in the photo business. I met myself as a photographer and her as a stylist. Um, so you, you might want to check that out. Um, Mimi's just, I'm just going to tell you, like Mimi's mantra is just say yes. Whatever happens, just say yes. Got to love that. Okay. Right now we're going to do an ad read um, from my favorite sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Elysium Health and their new product Matter for long-term brain health. You've all seen the articles I've written on Aegis about Elysium Health, and you know how enthusiastic I am about being healthy and tracking my health. I've been taking their NAD Plus supplement basis for years, and I monitor my biological health with Index. Now they've released their second supplement, Matter, for long-term brain health, created in partnership with the University of Oxford. If you're taking a typical omega-3, you should switch to Matter because it contains a superior omega-3 that is three to four times more bioavailable than the standard omega. And super-aged listeners can get whoop, 15% off Matter by visiting explorematter.com slash superage and using the promo code superage, all one word. That's explorematter.com slash superage and the promo code Super age. Save yourself 15%. So back when I was a photographer, I, I did have a purpose. I was a photographer. And I worked very, very hard on my craft. I worked really hard uh, for my clients. And for my subject, I did the very best job I could. And I thought that that was my purpose. And, you know, what I've come to learn is that my imagination was really quite limited in what I could do, that I came to a, this is just my story, um, but I think it's like a lot of other people's stories, that I, I was, you know, 50, my early 50s, and I'm thinking, well, maybe this thing that I'm 
that I think I'm really good at. Maybe there's like something else I should be doing. And for me, this was compounded because the industry that I was in had been changed radically by digital. So, you know, photography used to be this sort of chemically based thing. And we photographers were these wizards who kind of knew how to do this thing. And there was a whole ecosystem that sort of doesn't exist anymore. You know, the the means of distribution in that industry have changed, the production. It's a very different place. And so I, I found myself questioning, like, you know, what, what what am I doing? And, you know, I kind of I would, had this period of time where I was, you know, in the metaphorical wilderness. I wasn't quite sure what I should do. And it's, there's a, a line from a poem about, like, you have a sense that there's something out there, but it's like this mountain in the dark. And you, you know it's there, but you can't really see it. You, you, you can't really sense it. And I think for a lot of us, this, you know, our, our biggest problem here is, well, it's, it's like twofold. The, the one is that our imagination is just tragically limited by ourselves. We have these, at least I do anyway, I have this sort of voice that I have to carry with me all the time. And, and the voice says something like, David, you're not good enough. This, this thing that you're going to do, you're, you are just going to fail. So don't even go there. Don't even try it. You're going to make a fool of yourself. You can't do this. So like, you know, childhood voice, whatever. Um, I just bring it with me. I don't fight it. It's just like, okay, I just, it's like, I call it like my little buddy. It's like, okay, little buddy, come on. We're just, let's just go do this anyway. <laughs> so that's, that's one limitation is this sort of, it, this internal one that prevents us from even attempting to imagine, even allowing us to imagine because, oh no, don't go there. You, you can't do that. <laughs> and then there's the external effect of the this this external messaging that we get from the media which says that you can't learn like you can't do things like once you've reached a certain age like it's it's game over it's just the cake is baked that's it you got to eat it <laughs> and live with it it's a accept your grim reality son uh that message i'm i am so not down with that uh so but it had it had an effect on me and it had an effect, uh, you know, it has an effect on a lot of people. And I, I think for so many of us, we reach this point in our lives where, you know, if like the, the sort of first part of your life, you're like aligned with your parents or radically opposed to them. Uh, and then you, you get on some kind of career track and it's just like railroad track, right? It's just like head down, go, 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 forward, 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 <laughs> whatever that is without like looking at the side too much. And then you get into your like early 50s and you're thinking hmm maybe there's something else maybe there's something that has more meaning and you know you it's the way that we look at it here is you go from this reactive state to one that's more uh more considered and i i think that that's part of what comes with age uh but it's that, that's like really confusing. So now you get into this, at least for me anyway, I got this idea of like, what's my purpose, right? What is it that, what was my best and highest use? That's what like real estate people talk about when they see a building like, oh, George, what's its best and highest use? <laughs> well, that's, that's sort of what I was thinking about myself. And I, I didn't quite know what to do because I'd, I'd had this, you know, I still, I had this like ongoing career as a photographer, but increasingly I was being, receiving these messages that, well, my industry was sort of imploding and I would 
for myself, I had this really large knowledge base. I had this like long career, right? Like I, my first ad in American Vogue, and I was like 23 or 24 or something with, with Joan Severance. And, you know, I'd done, I'd like some pretty good stuff. And it was ongoing, but it wasn't quite right. Like I found myself in meetings and people would, and I would say, oh, well, maybe we want to change the channel that we're, you know, expressing this campaign in, or maybe the the values that we have here aren't quite right. And they would just sort of look at me. They're mostly younger, but that's not really the point. And they would say, oh, well, maybe you should, you know, they're just like, you're thinking too much, David, think less. <laughs> well, that happens a few times. Like <laughs> I started to question, maybe I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> so, you know, for me, my process is I'm, I'm sort of an action Jackson. Like I got to do stuff. I'm very action oriented. And it, it's hard for me to think myself into right acting. I can act myself into right thinking, but I'm, you know, I'm sort of like the Roomba, right? I've got to like bounce up against things and, and try things out and, and, and see how they look. So that, that, that's what I was doing, like in my early fifties. And I, the way ages came about was just about curiosity. Like I was really curious, why is everybody my age portrayed so horribly in the media? Like as if we're a problem. And I, the you know, the simple, <laughs> simple idea that started ages was, why can't we make people like us inspirational? And aspirational, like the same way that we talk about people that are, you know, in their 20s. Why can't we do that? What's wrong with that? Like, I, I feel like I'm worthy of, you know, aspiration. Geez, and most of my friends are. A lot of other people I know are. And that's how we started. And, you know, for me, my, as I, I'll tell you a little bit more about how this, this because this idea of purpose for me was an evolution. It didn't, like, I didn't have some, like, white light experience. Nobody bonked me on the head and said, this is it. You must do this thing. It was really just a combination of people who'd been telling me, like, maybe there's something else that you can do that you're better at. And and part of this is your ability to communicate. People seem to feel that I had a really, you know, I was really good at communicating with, with you know, ideas and telling stories and such. And, you know, that resonated with me a little bit, but I didn't take it that seriously until I actually was forced to do it. And it's, for me, my purpose grew from a question, right? It was like, it was like, oh, well, what is going on over here? Why is this, why is there such a mismatch? Why is there this, this cultural dysmorphia between the way I feel about myself and the way I am portrayed? Like, what's up with that? And I, you know, started to investigate it. And, you know, one of the things that worked for me was that Aegis is really a parallel career for me. It, it builds on a skill set that I already have. So I'm, I'm already a, like a highly skilled photographer. I've been around advertising and marketing for like 30 years. I've been around publishing uh, and I, so I sort of knew about that stuff and I had a lot of, you know, the Cal Newport career capital built up around that. I wasn't, although I had considered in my fifties, like I, I thought, well, maybe I'll go to medical school. And I, I was very interested in 
becoming an eye doctor. Um, you know, not not an optician, but an ophthal- ophthalmologist. Because I I, th- I think eyes. Well, I'm a photographer, so I, I'm really interested in eyes, and I'm really interested in optics. But I I realized that wasn't quite right. That um, that line of work wouldn't work for me because well, it was truthfully I was just like sitting in a chair all day and like you know I don't know wasn't wasn't quite right. And it t- it takes a lot, a lot of training. It would take me 15 years, and I was 53, and you know all of a sudden I'm going to be like. 67 and start a new career now that didn't seem quite right to me so this what happened was for me was it just gradually grew and it grew out of necessity so in the if if you came to me in the first like year of ageist it was just sort of this other thing that i that i did but part of this other thing that i was doing is it was radically expanding my imagination of what i was capable of only because I was forced to learn and do all these other things. I was forced to write because our editorial director couldn't do it one week. And there was nobody to do it. So I had to do it. And it was unbelievably painful. Like, you know, 400 words, it took me a week. And I just was like, oh my God, I can't do this. How do people do this? But, you know, now that's like nothing. I need to do that in like 10 minutes now. But... It wasn't like that initially. I had to, I had to prove to myself that I could do it, and with practice, I got better at it. The, you know, if you had told me, you know, six years ago that you're gonna, you know, you're gonna keynote a global wellness summit in Singapore, you're gonna stand in front of 700 of the most important people in that industry, and you're gonna deliver some information that's gonna be useful to them, I. Yeah, you know, it might as well be like you're gonna. I'm gonna go to Mars or something. <laughs> it was just not on the menu of possible things. But gradually, gradually, I learned how to do that, and I gradually learned how to do all these other things. And I, I just want to emphasize it. What a low skill set I had coming into this. I had never. I didn't know what PowerPoint was. I'd. I I didn't have any Microsoft programs on my computer like I excel I I didn't you know why would I use that word powerpoint I didn't know any of that I didn't know what google analytics were I didn't I didn't know anything I basically knew nothing I didn't you know we do a tremendous amount of research here now I didn't know how to do that I didn't know anything about that world but you know the thing that I want to say here is I failed constantly along the way that I would try something you know, God bless them, like my, you know, my partners that I helped start this, you know, helped me start this, they were very patient with me because they would just, I would say, uh, power, like power, what? Like, and they would just look at me like, what are you, you know, what's wrong with your brain, dude? <laughs> I would fail constantly and I embarrassed myself a lot. But, you know, I, I'm okay. I survived. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm here, you know whatever, as somebody I uh, interviewed once for a profile said to me, she's like, so what are they going to do to you? <laughs> like, what's the downside? You know, whatever, you get embarrassed, whatever, you learn. These, um, and I kept going. And I, it, this idea of my purpose now, so back when I was, you know, back in my like early 50s, I'm 61 now, next month I'm going to be 62. Uh, I, there just wasn't, I, I didn't have a, like an organizing principle in my life. And I do now. Like, I feel like this is the thing 
that I can do better than anybody else can do it. I'm, you know, I don't know, might be a little grandiose of me, but hey, whatever, I own it. <laughs> I feel like this is the thing that I can do. And it's, but it took a, a while for that to happen. But once that happened, it, like my whole life becomes organized around that. And it's not like I don't do other things. I do a lot of other things. I have, I, I have a lot of fun. I have a great wife and we, you know, we do all kinds of other things. But my, sort of my, my central purpose in life is the work that I do at SuperAge and Ageist. Because I, you know, I know that this feels really good to me. And I know from all of you that I seem to be somewhat helpful, that people like what I have to say. They enjoy ageist and, and you know, they, they like these things that I'm doing. And so it's, for me, I think that part of purpose is having a sense of agency in the world, which is for me very important. That might not be important to everyone, but it's, it's, it's important to me. And having a community like, and in my case, uh, we created it and we brought like-minded people together, which is, I can't tell you how like orders of magnitude richer and more fulfilling my life is now than when I was a photographer. The number of people that I personally know, know very well around the world right now would have been unthinkable 10 years ago. So, you know, some of the, some of the things like little bits of learnings that I had, and you can take this for whatever you want. I had a delusion that I could only do one thing. And that was, I was a photographer and I had to expand my imagination into other things, but I didn't go that far to the side, right? I started, I came out of a, you know, a media content production background. And that's a lot of what we do here. So it was a, it was a parallel jump. Now I know there's some people that feel that their purpose is something entirely unrelated. And that might be true. A word of caution, remember all that career capital that you have built up, all those skill sets, can you repurpose them in whatever this parallel endeavor is, or is this completely different? And if it is completely different, are, are you okay with that? Is that, is that going to be good for you? I, you know, my, I just, a quick example, my friend, John, um, was, uh, you know, long time professional in the event business. And before that he was, um, an executive in the music industry. So the music industry sort of collapsed and he learned like, oh, okay, well I can take my skill set and go into events. And he was, He's brilliant at that. He's um, who our partner was when we did our Your Best Life, the YBL conference back a year and a half ago. And, you know, if you're in the event business now, there is no event business now. So, but he said, oh, okay, well, I can, I can take my skill set. And now he's pivoted into another industry and he's doing just fine. I don't know if he would say that it's his purpose. Um, and purpose is a little sort of higher calling, I would say. It, it may be, I don't know, you'd have to ask him. The, but I will say that having this purpose that I have, the people I know who have a purpose, everything else becomes so much easier. It becomes so much clearer. The, there's now, 
you know, there might not be a roadmap, but you got headlights in the dark. Like you can see a certain amount of distance. You can say, okay, I can see, you know, whatever, 100 yards, we're going to go there. And then we can reevaluate and go there. But if you don't have the headlights, you can't see anything. You're just stuck, right? And I, I know what that feels like. And that is not a good feeling. It's, it's a very frustrating place to be. And, you know, it's something that my, my good friend, Jim Connolly, I think the word that he uses for this is liminality, which is this sort of being in an in-between state. I, I come to look at it not so much as an in-between state, but more understanding what the Japanese would say is ikigai. So again, to quote Chip, Chip likes to say ikigai, like yucky dude. No, no. <laughs> ikigai is a, it's a, it's a Japanese expression. Uh, I think it's I-K-A-I. And, it, and it's the sort of center of the Venn diagram of what you like to do, what you're good at, what other people want you to do and what you get compensated for. So you, you put all that together and if you're in the center of that, whatever that is, you never want to stop doing that. That's like awesome. You're just like in the flow of whatever, whatever that is for you. And I, I think that this, for me, I just call it purpose. It's something that all the people I know that we've interviewed who are, you know, really in their, they're in their flow, they're in their state, they're like doing their thing. They have a very clear sense of their purpose. But I also appreciate very much not having that and the difficulty of that and these delusions that the places we cannot go, that we must not go, that we're going to look silly if we go. Boy, do I get that. I get that like a hundred percent. I just... I can't tell you how I embarrassed myself the first few public speaking gigs I had. It was really, really uncomfortable. Um, and then I, I did that first TEDx talk like three years ago, and it was life-changing. It was the single most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life, and I've done some scary stuff. That was the top, and it worked out okay. I, you know, it was fine. I did it. So, my, you know, my message today is that thinking about this idea of like, what's my, what's my mission in the world? What is, what is not my passion? That's a different thing. What is my purpose? It's, it's a hard one. And I, my only, I think everybody has their own path on this. I think that seeking outside advice is really great. You know, back you know, a few years before I started Aegist, I was really puzzling what to do. And I went to a career counselor who was really not very good for me at all. Uh, <laughs> but I learned a lot. I, all right. So he wasn't appropriate to the industry, which I was in at that point, which was I was a professional photographer. He was much more of a business school kind of guy. But he really opened my eyes about a lot of things that helped me two or three years later imagine what Aegist could be. I, I probably couldn't have done that without him. And when people say to you, if they say to you, hey, you know, there's this thing you're really good at, you know, you might want to think about that. Don't blow them off. <laughs> File that away. You know, that is gold. Because we as human beings, we're, we're not so great at really understanding 
the things that we're good at because we have all these these limitations, right? Like we have these sort of delusions that we carry around about ourselves that say like you can't do something or that, you know, the other side of it, it is this grandiosity that like, oh, I'm really good at whatever. And, you know, somebody might come up to you and say like, you know, I know you think you're really good at this thing, but um, you're not. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> um, that's a hard one. Um, so that's my message. I, I hope that this is helpful to people. These, um, you know, again, I just want to speak a little bit about this idea of passion and the difference between passion and purpose is fundamental. There's a great deal of talk about passion. You know, I'm going to follow my passion. I would be careful of that, that passion is something that sort of fluctuates a lot. It's sort of hard to measure what your effect on out in the world is just on your own. And, you know, I think that yoga teachers get a lot of grief in the world, um, but I'm just going to, and I'm not going to do the yoga teacher thing. So like, if you have some, you have a passion for something. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to steal something from, from Cal Newport. So for instance, you're, you, you, you're in some industry, you're, you're quite successful in it. And you decide that what you love is skiing. You have great passion for skiing. Okay. That's great. Do you really want to quit the job that allows you to finance going on great ski trips um, so that you can become a ski instructor? Well, you may, maybe, but, you know, think that through. There's, there'll, there'll be consequences to that. And is that the same thing as your purpose? It, in my mind, it's not. I have a lot of passions for a, a, a lot of other things. I have a I have a passion for watching modern dance. I love watching modern dance. Do I think for a second that I should choreograph modern dance? No. Um, can I be a modern dancer? Absolutely not. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I can't indulge in my passion while still having this purpose of this other thing that I do, which is super age and ages. I hope that was helpful to you guys. Um, and, you know, if you're out there like I was for a few years in the metaphorical wilderness, searching for like, what is my purpose? What, what, is, what is the thing that I can do that makes a contribution? How can I be useful? You know, what's the thing that I can organize my life around? I didn't come to that by going, just like looking in the mirror one day or saying aphorisms. That's, that's not my that's not my style. You know, for what I had to do was just be curious and explore a lot of different things and look for things. For me, I look for things that don't make sense. And I say, oh, why doesn't, what's, what's wrong here? How can I understand that better? That's, that's what worked for me. I know other people whose process is quite different. It just, it, it sort of just sort of comes to them over a over a period of time and they can just they can think themselves into right action like i said earlier i act myself into right thinking i'm one of those people so whichever kind you are i wish everyone has a wonderful week i hope you find your purpose and i hope if you have if you have found your purpose activate it go out there and do it like once you've once you find that red thread do not let that go 
just go, 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 go. Because ignoring it, you may drop the thread and you might not get that back again. Um, and it's a really valuable thing. So if you liked the show today, and I hope you did, please leave us a comment um, on wherever you're listening. If you're listening on Spotify, you're listening on the player that's on the website, or you're listening on iTunes. Hey, click the like button, please. <laughs> Give us some love. Tell us um, how you feel about what we're doing here, um, how we can improve. That would be great. You can email me directly, david at superage.com. Um, send me love, send me hate mail, whatever you got. I'm up for it. <laughs> Um, and tell your friends about us. Um, most appreciated, uh, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Got your purpose? Don't let it go. It's really valuable. Speak to you next week. Bye now. <laughs>